And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in, we will never give up, and we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Good morning. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday. Another great day in Macedonia. All the right-wing extremists out there, take a nice deep breath and take in all the right extremism. Extreme right extremism. Because, you know, that's what they call us. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, uh, Carol. Black Green Patriot. So you not so long ago last night on our uh, Off the Rails, We the People radio episode last night, which was quite fun. Me and James, we hadn't done a show in about a week, so last night we were, uh, you know, we were ranting. I went off on a troll. It was it was quite fun. Cool boy life. AP Unfiltered, our moderator. Yeah, we got a lot going on. Uh, hit the follow, hit the like. I'm all out of sorts this morning. I've 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 been up a long time, and I was like, I feel like I've had a full day already. Anyway, big uh, big storm in Florida. I wanted to. I, I just saw an update. It hit landfall in uh, northwest Florida. What was it? Hurricane Idalia, and it's a uh, category three right now, which is a pretty significant storm. If you're in Florida, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, they've they've declared states of emergencies, and and I think all three states. It's pretty bad, so if you're in that area, just be careful. If they're telling you to evacuate, you probably shouldn't head north. We're, you know, obviously in an area of refuge. It's uh, This was a small – let me see if I get it here. This is a video just a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, uh, shared on Raw News. But this is somewhere in Florida. It's pretty bad. Look at that. Look at the water. Incredible storm surge uh, here this morning at about 7 o'clock. Sitting there. Look at one of the about uh, an hour ago. Markers coming through. That's a marine marker right there. So that's big water, big wave action. It's approaching the houses here on the first street. And then look at this. Winds are crazy. They said like 100 mile an hour winds, 80 mile an hour winds. Uh, they were they were up to about 125 mile an hour winds, and this was in uh, Cedar Key, Florida, uh, about an hour ago. So it's it's pretty bad. If you have family there, check on them. Pick up the phone. Make sure you check it on people uh, in in Florida and, and Georgia and things like that. Places like that. It's um, yeah. So. Hopefully everybody gets through it all right. I will tell you this, though. What I'm not happy about is, and I knew this was going to happen. As soon as they said that the storm was hitting, uh, what does one do for fun in Iowa? Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure Carol could answer that. I hear there's a lot of cool things in Iowa to do. They, they, well, they have the, the state fair. They have a lot of, uh, uh, like, I think, fair-type events all over the place. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, hold on. Yeah, we can see your post, Savo Jr. We can see you. You're there. Trump Day. I just saw it now. So this whole thing with the hurricane. Listen, 
it's a storm and people are going to be affected. Properties are going to be damaged. Uh, lives are going to be put at risk. Both people just who live in Florida and those like first responders who are trying to rescue those who might get, you know, caught in floods and, and, and hurt and things like that. And I knew this was going to happen. The whole, you know, we're going to make it political because Ron DeSantis is the governor and he's running for president. And his entire camp right now, which they're such idiots. And if they want to make a political, like we can play the game. Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. He was elected to govern Florida. Back when he ran for re-election, so many Trump supporters were uh, supporting him and donating to him because he was doing, from what we saw on the surface, not being Floridians, those of us who are not, Ron DeSantis was doing a good job. And then, of course, we hear things that he was doing that were not so good that are affecting Floridians, like giving money to the electrical companies and they're uh, taking money from the electrical companies and the subs subsidiaries, and then they all jacked up everybody's electric bills 20%. The insurance crisis where insurance companies are just bailing and they're not seeing any repercussions from it from the Florida Department of Insurance, which Ron DeSantis oversees. Like literally, uh, there are... Uh, premiums are going through the roof. Insurance companies are completely just pulling out, leaving people uninsured, and now we have a storm hit. And after this storm is gone, I can't imagine how many people are left uninsured shopping for other insurance policies because their carrier uh, left uh, insurance premiums, deductibles. It, I think it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster, an insurance disaster after this. And I know that because I am in the insurance industry. And storms without having issues with insurance companies as far as pulling out and premiums and deductibles are always a nightmare. But here's the thing. Ron DeSantis is doing right now what Ron DeSantis was elected to do, what he's getting paid by Floridians to do, okay? To govern, to prepare, to make sure that the hurricane is, um, that Florida is prepared for the devastation that this hurricane is going to bring. So what they're doing is they're saying, well, DeSantis is there leading. They're calling him a hero. And listen, a hero is a, hey, a, hero is a sandwich. There are no heroes. Let's just stop. All right, let's stop. A hero is a sandwich. Maybe a meatball sandwich. So I didn't sleep in. I'm here. Black rain. What do you mean? What happened? So... Now the DeSantis camp is, well, DeSantis is, is showing his leadership, and Donald Trump is, who's a Florida resident, is sitting in New Jersey not saying anything about the hurricane. What does Donald Trump not saying anything about the hurricane have to do with anything? Donald Trump is not the sitting president. He's not, doesn't hold any type of office. He's running for president. What is Donald Trump supposed to do about this hurricane or say about this hurricane that is supposed to be comparable to what Ron DeSantis is elected and paid to do for the hurricane and for the people of Florida that the hurricane is affected. It's just, it's a stupid argument. And it's just one of those things where the, we're going to fill the social media uh, uh, feeds with bullshit about Ron DeSantis being this heroic leader. They're going to turn this into a presidential campaign reboot. Maybe this is reboot, reboot 7.0. Because of how bad, so his, his campaigns have been to the point now, all right, now we have this hurricane, we're going to capitalize on it. We're going to show Ron DeSantis after the hurricane, he's going to be walking around the debris in probably 100 degree heat in a stupid navy blue vest with his ridiculous white boots saying, look at me. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm going to make things happen. I would hope as governor he's going to make things happen as governor of Florida in this hurricane. Preparedness, make sure gasoline is delivered, make sure gasoline is is accessible, roadways are open, debris is cleared. But that's what he's supposed to do. They're going to make this into campaign commercials. You watch, and that is the sickness of it. And I get it. Everybody does it. But this they are going to use this now 
his campaign people are there watching these waves crash into homes, 12-foot flood surges and 100-mile-an-hour winds, and they're cheering it on because the more devastation that he can walk through, make better photos, make better video footage, make better campaign commercials, make people appeal to say, look at Ron DeSantis. Look at the meatball just waddling through the debris with his stupid boots on and his stupid vest. He's a hero. He's not saving Florida. He's just doing his job. So shut up. And that's all I got to say about that. I really hope the people of Florida are resilient enough, and I believe they are. I have friends in Florida that can get through this storm okay, that there's no loss of life, minimal injury, but unfortunately there will be a probably catastrophic property damage that you can't get away from. With that being said, hit the thumbs up button and hit the follow. If you're new to the channel, please hit the follow. Literally, I'm like watching the numbers. I think it's like two or three more followers and we're at 2,000 followers on the channel, which is, is, is good considering um, it's just there organically growing. So I appreciate the support. Hit the like, hit the follow. Thank you very much. Okay. Before I get, so I have like a 10-minute video to play that was sent to me yesterday, basically on all of the hypocrisy from the Democrats from back from 2000 to now about them screaming stolen election with absolutely zero consequence. And we're going to play it at some point um, soon. But first, and this just came under my radar this morning. Hold on. Good morning, Hog. If I didn't say good morning to you, the, the chat was moving fast. And I apologize. So good morning to everyone in the chat. If you're AP Unfiltered, if you're the 2,000th follower, I'll give you a virtual cookie. <laughs> huh. I'm afraid to ask what's on the cookie. Oh, Buck Fighting, one, two, three, four. Good morning. All right. <clears throat> Oh, AP Unfiltered, you you should have been in the show last night on We the People Radio. We had uh we had quite the uh the troll. It was the same troll from the, the other morning. And but he was in uh James's Rumble chat and we were actually interacting with him a lot on the show. I I pretty much told him what I thought of him. And we were right, it was the same troll that had visited us a few weeks ago. He's from New Jersey. And he's supposed to email me today because he actually is a big Chris Christie fan. And uh he um hates Trump, and we invited him on the show to debate us about why we should support Chris Christie and, and other other issues. And uh, he's supposed to email me today, and if he does, we're going to give him dates to come on live with us either on a Tuesday and Friday and debate. So we'll see if he does. We'll see if he has the balls to do it. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Everybody has to have a night with the wife. Just don't tell my wife that because then she'll get all mad. No, that's not that's not true. Anyway, so this is a, a new story. When did this come? This came out, uh, I think, late, early this morning. But you know, we're sending F-16s to Ukraine. But first, we're bringing Ukraine pilots here to train them all in Arizona. Oh yeah, that's not just propelling us more into World War Three. Now we are going to draw more on our existing stockpiles to send another $250 million in weapons to Ukraine. Yes. Already our dwindling ammo supply, which Donald Trump worked very hard on replenishing when he got into office and building our military strong. And now we have generals wearing leather dog masks, taking pictures and all kinds of other weird shit. So now we are going to, oh, and the, and the sitting president actually had said publicly that we don't have enough of the ammo that Ukraine needs. We're giving them other things and, you know, that sensitive information that probably the leader of the country should not talk about. Well, <clears throat> what are we doing? We're just going to dip into our stockpiles to send dog kink Millie, absolutely, to send another $250 million in weapons. So the Biden administration announced yesterday, Tuesday, it will dig into existing stockpiles to enable an additional $250 million in weapons and ammunition to be sent to Ukraine as part of its ongoing support of Kiev, Kiev, however you want to say it. 
AP reports the drawdown from Pentagon inventories will include mine clearing equipment, artillery and rocket rounds, ambulances and medical gear, among other items and spare parts, according to the State Department. I am always leery of that term spare parts because that can mean anything. That can mean anything. It could be miscellaneous or what they're labeling as miscellaneous, but could also be really, really important components. Everything in, as far as the military goes and equipment to me is an important component, and we should not be just willy-nilly giving it to Ukraine where they're embezzling money, their their equipment is showing up on the black market, and you know uh, we're, we're supposed to be protecting Ukraine's democracy, and they don't want a democracy. They're locking up priests. They're locking up press. They're telling people if you speak badly about uh, Ukraine in the as far as the war efforts, they're going to jail you, whether it's in jail or home arrests, and uh, threatening to not have elections unless uh, America and Europe pays for it. And if the war is ongoing, saying Zelensky saying, well, we might just not have elections. Period. Yeah, some democracy. The U.S. will continue to work with its allies and partners to provide Ukraine with the capabilities to meet its immediate battlefield needs and longer-term security assistance requirements. Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh told reporters Tuesday during a press conference. Well, we know that this obviously will benefit Ukraine. It will benefit the military-industrial complex, which will then benefit the Uniparty, Republicans and Democrats, both warmongers, beating their war drums in the hopes to get more money funneled into their political campaigns, which we know that's going to happen. 100% absolutely open in the public money laundering. I wish the government would give me high-end night vision, M4s, 50 caliber. <laughs> yeah, me too. Armored Humvees, body armor, and Blackhawks like the Taliban. Yeah, the Taliban got hooked up. They got hooked up. They don't talk about that anymore. When asked how much was left of the previously approved congressional funds, Singh told reporters she didn't have the figures on hand. Bullshit. She said is she's confident that we have enough money to meet Ukraine's needs through the fiscal year. And if not, we'll just print more, figure it out, and we will bear the burden of it along with our children and grandchildren and people like, yes, Liz Cheney, douchebags, Adam Kinzinger's, all of these people, just complete warmongers, Nikki Haley's, they'll all benefit from it. But as you know, there's been a request for a supplemental, and we're hopeful that the Congress will approve a supplemental package for Ukraine. Biden administration wants money, more money for Ukraine. They want more money for a the new vaccine, which they're going to uh, recommend or maybe demand everybody take. I'm telling you now, if you comply, you're an idiot. And if you're not calling your representative to tell them in numbers, you have to recruit people to call, email, show up at district offices. If you're going to fund any type of bill that is going to fund some ridiculous new vaccine, we're going to replace you. We're going to primary you. If you're going to keep sending money to Ukraine and only send $700 to each household in Hawaii, in Maui, we're going to replace you. I want the right to own the same weapons that we left for the Taliban also. Absolutely. I want to put a, an armored Humvee with a 50 cal, two of them on my front lawn. The State Department said the package contained... Uh, AIM 9mm uh, or 9M missiles for air defense, high mobility artillery rocket system munitions, 155mm and 105mm artillery ammunition, and more than 3 million rounds of small arms ammunition. So, and we remember there were the whole thing with the cluster bombs, which was the, the difficult decision. They banned them in how many countries? The Biden administration has committed upwards of $43.7 billion in security assistance to Ukraine, most of which has been funded by the $48.7 billion in Congress-approved supplemental appropriations over the last two fiscal years. We need to hold Congress accountable. There are members of Congress that are against sending money to Ukraine. We need more of that. We need more of that. And what is going to take? It's going to take mobs of people calling and emailing and showing up at district offices and demanding that they vote no for funding anymore for Ukraine. It is ridiculous.
And again, back in July, here you go. Joe Biden, a recent in a recent interview, admitted that the United States military was running low on ammunition for Ukraine. We're running low. We're going to give them more. Yep. Just another step closer to that World War III, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe they won't call it that. Have I seen the videos of body bags being shipped all over the country? No. No, I haven't seen them, but I'm also not really reading into it because, um, you know, I, I it, it doesn't surprise me. It happened before. They're, they're, they're going to play their games, and if the American people are going to be stupid enough to fall for scamdemic number two, that's on everybody that falls for it. If you're, if you're not going to take a stand and, and not comply, that's on you. Everyone should realize how they were affected the last time and realize that we're not going to stand for it anymore. So the fear-mongering, the bullshit, I'm not going to, I didn't stand for it then. I'm not going to stand for it now. And here I am, alive and unjabbed. Do you know how many times I was, I, I tested positive for COVID? Actually, I shouldn't say that. Um, I took one test that tested negative, And I never, I, I had the flu, which lasted three days. Uh, after I took, after my third day, I felt better when I took my ivermectin and, uh, HCQ and zinc and all that, which are tons of. I, I didn't get sick, at all, but everyone I know that went and got their vaccinations and their boosters, their good old boosties, some of which even in my family got. I don't know, there are four of them or something like that. You had COVID like three or four times. I remember saying, "Oh well, yeah, we have so and so, so and so's birthday, but so and so's not coming because you know they tested positive for COVID." Oh, okay. So they have the flu. They're not dying. Like, what's going on? That's fine. It didn't stop me. Didn't stop my family. We did what we had to do. We ducked and weaved and we made it work. And we weren't even inconvenienced that much. Uh, how do we deal with the people that want us to wear the mask for their safety? For instance, these companies we have to deal with, these liberals bitching. Oh, I just don't do it. Don't comply. How do you deal with it? You ignore them. Like I said yesterday, uh, on on the show last night, you know I've I've walked into stores with no masks and w repeatedly being asked or told that I need to have a mask on, and I act like I'm deaf, like I literally zone everybody out, and I'm on a mission to do what I need to do, and I put my money on the counter and I walk out, and you know what something costs? It's three ninety nine. Be prepared to leave five dollars for it and walk out. It may cost you a little bit more money, but I'm not going to be inconvenienced. I'm not going to be bothered. I'm not going to be bullied, and um. Everyone can fuck off, like literally. Put me in handcuffs, which in some areas they might, in some areas they might not. In my areas, they, they don't, they, they refuse to enforce any of that bullshit. It's hard to ha wrap my head around how lefties want to arm every Ukrainian and protect their borders. I know, it, it's, it's wild. I really want Tucker Carlson to interview P uh, Putin. I, there's a request in. He just sat down with the, it was the, the prime minister or president of Hungary. And he was in Hungary for a while, Tucker Carlson speaking with them. That would break the internet, and I would love to see it. I want to see Tucker Carlson and Putin in a room together, and I want to hear the questions asked and the answer to those questions. I mean, I, I'm honestly, with the exception of Twitter, I don't even know if, if they would allow it to air anywhere. I, that, that's how explosive I think it would be. It would literally break the internet. You thought the, tr the Tucker-Trump interview was something? If Tucker sat down with Putin, it literally, I, smoke would be coming out of people's CPUs, like literally. I don't know if they'd be able to keep up with it. It would be wild. Zelensky would probably be tying a noose in his office, wondering if he should use it because of what's going to be said. Uh, I, it's it's going to be wild. Or some unforeseen circumstances are going to happen that our government and the Ukrainian government would not want that interview to take place. Servers would crash and maybe worse. I would hope that Tucker Carlson has a very large security detail that is going to happen the moment they approve it to make sure he's not taken out. Because that wouldn't surprise me either. All right. I'm doing a lot of yapping here. So, so yeah, we're sending more of our stockpiles 
of ammo, $250 million worth of weapons and ammo to Ukraine, and we're running low. F-16s, we're going to train their pilots here on U.S. soil. In my opinion, more than ever now, we are heavily, heavily entrenched and involved in this war. Unofficially, at that. They might cyber crash the internet. So I, I, I said that too. I said, remember that episode on South Park when they had the giant server that nobody's internet was working? I think it was Kyle walked up and just plugged it back in, like into the wall. Like literally, that's when I could see the giant cyber attack of the internet. Oh, that's it. The internet is down. There'll be nothing. There'll be no emails. There'll be no Gmails. There'll be no Google machines. There'll be no podcasts. They'll literally have a complete media blackout to torture America to see how long they can do it just because they don't want the Tucker-Putin interview. Would not surprise me. I had this, I can see this great um, sketch of Tucker and Putin sitting in a room doing an interview, right? And it's funny, I was like, they should do it at Bedminster. Just like They should have Putin come to Bedminster and sit in that little log cabin, which is right off the entrance. I know the building that they did the interview in, that uh, Tucker and Trump. And I actually had to, when I, a couple events, I had to pull into that parking lot to have my truck sniffed by Secret Service dogs before I went up to the main building. So they're sitting in there, Tucker and Trump, right? Doing their thing. No, I'm sorry. Tucker and Putin. Sorry, I'm a little retarded this morning. Like I said, I've been up for quite a while. Not, not much sleep. Tucker and Putin are, are, are in there having their, their uh, interview, and then all of a sudden the doors open, and Donald Trump walks in, and he just starts out. Vladimir, you got to pull out of Ukraine. Enough is enough. We got to end the war. Too many people are dying. You have to do it, and you're going to do it now. And Putin's going to look at, at, at Trump and go, all right, Mr. President, no problem. In 24 hours, we're going to be out of Ukraine, and, and everything is going to be over. And we'll work out the details later. And that would be the 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 best sketch ever to 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 play out. And uh it would be great if it happened just in real time, just to see, look, he's not even president. And 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 Putin respects Trump more than he does, which is true, our current regime in power, the ruling party, whatever you want to call them, the shitbags. Yes, thank you. See, this is great. I, this is what my, I love moderators like this. Support with a smoke, mypatriotcigars.com. Promo, we'll do that really quick. Promo code MAGA for 25% off. My company, conservative and patriot owned. We employ conservatives and patriots, first responders. Uh, so my sales rep is a retired uh, SWAT cop and former Marine. So, and he's my, um, my Jersey sales rep. Actually, my north, my northeast, actually, my, you could say my regional sales rep. He's like my only main one, and he does a great job. And matter of fact, in Jersey, we're starting to launch into cigar lounges. Uh, I'm targeting Jersey because, uh, one, I have good contacts there, and two, their tobacco tax isn't 75% like New York. But mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA for 25% off. If you're not a cigar smoker, you might know somebody who is. Or you can get some great merch and help build the brand. We got some hats. We got some shirts. We the People Trucker hats. My Patriot Cigar Company shirts, hoodies, hats, the whole thing. Or you can decide you want to support deployed service members and get them a cigar for themselves. It's top three item that's always asked for among deployed service members in country and around the world. And for a deep discount, you can buy them a cigar. We will facilitate getting it to them through Stogies for Servicemen. Uh, you'll be supporting them, their morale, their camaraderie, and you can use MAGA, promo code MAGA for 25% off that as well, the entire site, with the exception of uh, monthly subscriptions and gift cards. But if you buy a gift card for somebody and say, here, here's a $50 gift card, don't forget to use promo code MAGA for their purchase. They can then use the 25% promo code as well. So mypatriotcigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. You'll get free shipping over orders. Of $100. Okay, moving right along, let's get into this video. This was sent to me yesterday. I watched it and it was interesting because it shows so much hypocrisy and shows so much uh, just claiming of stolen elections and illegitimate presidents and 
illegitimate elections back as far as 2000 when it really started to come to to light uh or or, or that being accused of stolen elections and all these democrats that did it zero zero consequence zero accountability because now is the time where if you question an election, especially now because we have 2024 coming, they want to send that message to anybody and anybody, whether you're a Joe Blow citizen, whether you're part of the media, whether you're a past president, whatever you might be, they will attempt to indict and jail you. And I'm wondering when they're going to start doing it to members of Congress, both Republicans who will say that the 2020 election was illegitimate or members of Congress on the other side of the aisle who say that the 2016 election was stolen and illegitimate because plenty of people did, including Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton herself. So I want to play this video again. It's uh, it's a little over 10 minutes long, but it's valid. And I would say share it wide because it's important. Parts of it are floating around the internet and Buck Fiden, your sticker on the truck. What you should do is take a picture of it. And you should tag the uh, cigar Instagram. The cigar company Instagram is Patriot Cigar Company, all spelled out. And I always repost it. So if you end up buying a cigar from my company and you have Instagram, you should post it, whether you're smoking the cigar, whatever it is, something cool, and go to Patriot Cigar Company on Instagram and repost it. So, all right, let's check out this video. Republican supporters and President Trump are being ridiculed, persecuted, and even prosecuted by Biden, congressional Democrats, and their radical prosecutors for raising questions about the accuracy of the 2020 election. This may be one of the most hypocritical acts in history, considering the Democrats have violently claimed that the last three Republican presidential wins were stolen, rigged, and illegitimate. And it was the Democrats who tried to stop the certification of a Republican president. Remember that? We start with the 2000 election, where Democrats claimed it was Gore, not Bush, who won, and that the Republicans and their Supreme Court stole the election. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. And Al Gore won that election. I think he won it anyway. No doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. By the time it was over, our candidate had won the popular vote, and the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, uh, four years ago were troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results. Al Gore would be president. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. Don't think that George W. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, I think he probably lost Florida and also the nationwide. <laughs> The court has been thwarting formation of the popular will. The most spectacular example being Bush versus Gore, where the majority by a 5-4 vote enjoined the counting of more than 100,000 ballots in Florida and essentially gave America its first court-appointed president. If all the votes were counted in Florida, then Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be backing off. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. This thing got carried, Florida. You know it. I know it. They know it. Democrat members of Congress also refused to participate in the official certification of the election. I rise to object to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct. Delivery for It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. I come from Florida where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. In 2004, the Republicans won again. And once again, the Democrats claimed the election was stolen. We could not declare that the election of November 2nd, 2004 was free and clear and transparent. 
and real. There must be independent testing of the voting machines used in Ohio. There were numerous irregularities in Ohio, including large percentages of rejections of provisional balloting, problems with voting machines. I'm not confident that the election in Ohio was fairly decided. We know that there was substantial voter suppression and the machines were not reliable. Some machines malfunction, causing votes to be counted more than once or not at all. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections. The question obviously is how many instances we're not caught that we don't know about. Uh, number one, we've seen a lot of what I'll call honest glitches where it just didn't work right, but also that these machines are hackable. A dishonest employee of the vendor or a dishonest oh, employee really? of the local board of elections. Hackable, huh? Or simply someone who knows electronics uh, and has a computer at home mm. um, could hack into these machines and uh, put in a secret instruction to disregard every 20th Democratic vote or at 10 percent like they the did in 2020 or whatever. He might not ever know it. Treating today's electoral vote count in Congress as a meaningless ritual would be an insult to our democracy unless we registered our own protests against the obviously flawed voting process that took place in so many of our states. Voters who wish to cast a vote for president I'll or vice president right after it's over. can't approach the polls with certainty that their vote will be counted. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggesting gross voting rights violations and misconduct, I join with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. Among the Democrats who claimed the 2004 election was stolen was Democrat nominee John Kerry and his wife, Teresa Hines. I arranged to meet Senator Kerry at a fundraiser to give him a copy of my book. He told me he now thinks the election was stolen. The wife of John Kerry said she has lingering doubts about the legitimacy of the election. Her theory goes like this. Two brothers, she calls hard right Republicans, own 80% of voting machines in the U.S. Therefore, it would be easy to hack into the mother machines that control the electronic vote. You don't say. In 2016, when President Trump was declared the winner on election night, the Democrats moved quickly to call the election stolen and illegitimate, <laughs> including President Trump's opponent, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton apparently still not over her 2016 defeat to President Trump. She's now claiming the election was stolen from her. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. Indict that bitch. There is a cloud of illegitimacy. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Could you be my vice president? Folks, look, I absolutely agree. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. I have an objection. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. Some Democrats continued to promote the totally false narrative that President Trump had somehow conspired with the Russians. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference. And now we need to know, you know to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the uh, with, so, with Russia. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, that's what thing. I'm scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you you know, fight against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. You said you believe that Russia's Russia, Russia, Russia. interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. Do you believe <laughs> Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. An independent investigation revealed that not only was this totally fabricated by the Democrats and Clinton operatives, but that Joe Biden was also complicit. The Democrats have also accused Republicans of stealing many other elections, including in Georgia. The very same place tainted Democrat Georgia prosecutor Fonnie Willis is now unfairly prosecuting President Trump for suggesting there was voter fraud. 
I acknowledge that former Secretary of State Brian Kemp will be certified as the victor in the 2018 gubernatorial election. This is not a speech of concession. And despite the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. Without voter suppression. Indict. Stacey Abrams would be the governor Indite. of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. Indite. Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia. They stole it. It's clear. I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her. If she had a fair election, <laughs> she already would have won. Georgia voters did not have their votes counted. They were not allowed to cast votes. They had their votes discarded. Reminder. She wrote, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. It certainly gave the appearance of unfairness. I think it was um, unfair. Stacey ran a great campaign. She probably won. She would be the governor of Georgia today had the governor of Georgia not disenfranchised 1.4 million Georgia voters before the election. Indict. That's what happened to Stacey Abrams. They took the votes away. Uh, notably, did not concede. Okay, you acknowledged that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Many in America are asking why President Trump is being prosecuted for doing the very same thing Democrats like Biden and Hillary have done. And the answer is very simple. Like a third world corrupt dictator, Biden will use any means necessary to stop the one Republican he knows he can't beat. How can you win with Russian interference? Bro? They stole it. It's clear. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. So, what do you think? <laughs> now, oh, there we go. All right, so I'm going to put the Vimeo link for this in the chat. After the show, I will go into the description of this show on Rumble, and I will add the link in there. But that is the link to the video I just played. I'm also going to post it on my Twitter when I'm done. I wanted to wait until after I played it. But, I mean, it, everything in that video happened. I mean, you, you, you heard it coming out of their own mouths. And, and that was actually the first time I heard Kamala Harris say, talk about the Florida governor election in the same sense as, as the, the Georgia election. I never heard that mentioned before. So Kamala Harris literally saying that Ron DeSantis did not win Florida. And that, that Andrew Gillum idiot did. 2000, the Democrats went crazy over the election saying it was stolen and rigged. 2004, they said it was stolen and rigged. And then said that the machines were hacked or could be hacked from a home computer. Gee, where have we heard that before? One, that it's true. And two, that it happened. 2008... Barry Satoro and Big Mike walked into the White House. They didn't have to go crazy then. Gang bang Gilliam. 2016, they're back to the election was stolen when Donald Trump won. 2020, when they effectively rigged and stole the election by everything they talked about happened to them and what they wanted to be victims of, they did in 2020 and succeeded to do it by stealing and rigging the election. And Donald Trump says the same exact thing as all of these Democrats have been doing since 2000. And now he's indicted four times, four places. Well, not all, not all the indictments are because he questioned the election. All indictments are because he questioned the election, but the indictments are for, you know, the, the uh, January 6th, we'll get him for that. We'll get him for the, for the documents. But it's all because he questioned the election. Otherwise, none of it would happen. I'll throw it in the description as soon as I end the show. And I'll also put it up on my Twitter. And if you're not following me on Twitter, you're stupid, all of you. And you should be following me on Twitter, ajacoby1776. I'm only kidding. You're not stupid. It's just my dry scumbag sense of humor. 
But this is where we're at. And this video needs to be uh, shared far and wide. I'm going to, um, I think I can even embed it on my Instagram. And Hog, I saw your, um, I saw your uh, comment. I will send you the link on Telegram. I have not been able, for some reason, it wouldn't let me rip the video as an MP4 from this Vimeo, Vimeo link, which it's let me in the past. I just, for some reason, this one wouldn't let me do it. Whatever. Fact of the matter is, Democrats are doing this without consequence. Okay? And even as far as, and I played this video before, and I'll play it again, but January 6, 2017, which I say is the only time Joe Biden has done anything positive in politics by saying there's no dispute of the certification, but it didn't stop the members of Congress like this moron, Jamie Raskin, from doing it not even the right way. But this is when Donald, they were certifying Donald Trump as president of the United States. 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. I object to the votes from the state of Wisconsin, which were not should not be legally certified. No debate. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes were no not. No debate. There's no debate. And I object to the certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. Um, I object. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. The objection not cannot doing it be right. entertained. The Counting debate is uh, not in order. Ballot. Even with the there is no debate in order. Is it signed by a senator? There is no debate. There is no debate in the joint session. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the mass Please come to order. The objection cannot be received. But the Russian Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate in the joint session. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. The desperation. Shut up. Gentlemen. Jesus Christ, Maxine Waters, or I like to call her Jumanji. Just give me a Rafiki. Give me a break. This, this is the desperation. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. You can smell the desperation amongst these scumbags because they will do anything to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Anything. And that means breaking the law, weaponizing the law, weaponizing the government. It's wild. It's really wild. And yes, Fannie Willis is supposedly under investigation or being probed. <laughs> Fannie Willis is being probed. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, I feel bad for the person doing that probing. Anyway, um, in reference to her prosecution of Donald Trump, whether it's unlawful, whether there's some uh, fuckery going on, and just like, actually, this came out yesterday afternoon. Now, the House Republicans come, the House, the Congress comes back into session uh, this coming week, I think right after Labor Day, from their long, you know, well-deserved vacation. Give me a fucking break. Vacation. Fannie Willis is Democrat. We Black Voter want Georgia AG to indict Fannie Willis, Jack Smith, Ray Garland, Biden, all should be indicted. I agree. Real 23. You you look like someone new in the chat. Happy you're here. Haven't seen you before. We try to uh, acknowledge everybody. If it is your first time here, welcome. Hit the follow. Please hit the follow on the Rumble channel. Hit the thumbs up button. We're always um, interacting with each other. I'm not one of these. If you haven't seen, if you've been watching, I'm not one of these um, shows on Rumble that are live and never acknowledge the chat. I like to acknowledge the chat. I think on Fridays... Uh, I'm probably going to do like an hour, definitely an hour and a half so you could spend more time on the chat. So for everybody out there, Friday mornings, hopefully you can if you're able. I know people are working and stuff, not like degenerates like me. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take, you know, the last half of the show and really deep dive into the chat. I'll bring the chat on the screen and we'll see what kind of recap over the week and what's going on. So is, this was just in yesterday. Uh, afternoon, just in House Republicans launch investigation into Jack Smith's office meeting with Biden House officials. Now, apparently, 
Someone's from Jack's office met with White House aides and staff members right before the indictments came out. Why is that? Why is the special counsel's office going to the White House right before? They'll say this is normal procedure. They will say that. Why? What's the plan? We know what the plan was. House Judiciary Republicans on Tuesday launched an investigation into Jack Smith's office meeting with Biden White House officials. Joe Biden's White House counsel's office quietly met with special counsel Jack Smith's aides just weeks before Trump was indicted in the classified documents case. According to visitor logs reviewed by the New York Post, Jay Brad, a prosecutor on Jack Smith's massive team, met with Caroline Saba, deputy chief of staff for Biden's White House counsel's office on March 31st, 2023. So that someone from Jack Smith's prosecutor's office met with a deputy chief of staff of the White House counsel's office. So legal to legal. Why is that? The special counsel's prosecutor met with Biden staffers just days after Obama appointed Judge Beryl Howell ordered Trump's lawyer to testify before the grand jury. Judge Howell flipped Trump's own lawyer, Eric Cochran, into a witness, and then she obliterated Trump's attorney-client privilege in a ruling. Completely disgusting, I think unconstitutional. How do you take somebody's lawyer, turn them into a witness, and then you have all of that attorney-client privilege just not exist. It's just, you know, third world Soviet type trial court proceeding bullshit. Yes, sir. Hit the following thumbs up. Thank you. Absolutely. We have a circle of registered black voters for Trump in Georgia. Hey, real 23. If you, if I don't know if you're on Twitter or on Instagram in the red ticker, you could find my social media. If there's anything uh, you say you have a circle of registered black voters and something in Georgia. If you have any information to send me or you want to drop a link in the chat, I'd love to check it out, maybe shout it out, whatever I can do to help uh, forward your cause in, in Georgia for registering black voters for Trump. I'm all in, and uh, I will help you as much as I can, and I appreciate you being here. And that goes for anybody. You have an organization or you have something that's truly – helping the cause, America First, MAGA, Donald Trump in this election, just let me know, and I'll always shout it out. I'll share it. I'll take a look at it, and and, and we can make sure people are, are acknowledging it and it gets out there. You know, I don't have millions and millions of people out there, but I'm I'm definitely, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the fight, and I, a lot of people are seeing what I'm doing. So Jack Smith indicted President Trump weeks later, this meeting on 37 charges related to the classified documents stored in Mar-a-Lago. This is more evidence that Joe Biden is coordinating with prosecutors to lock up his main political rival, Donald Trump, in the middle of election, 100% undisputed election interference. So the House Republicans have launched an investigation into this meeting that took place. The Committee on the Judiciary is continuing its oversight of the Biden Justice Department's commitment to impartial justice and its handling of a special counsel investigation against President Biden's chief opponent in the upcoming presidential election, Donald Trump. According to recent reporting, Jay Brad, a Department of Justice employee and top aide to special counsel Jack Smith, met with the White House officials multiple times, not just once, just weeks before Mr. Smith indicted Donald Trump on this bullshit documents case. This new information raises serious concerns regarding the potential for a coordinated effort between the department and the White House to investigate and prosecute President Biden's political opponents. And remember, they continued to keep the grand jury to try to investigate more of the documents case when it after it was moved to Florida and that Trump appointed judge got it. And then she put a kibosh on Jack Smith's special grand jury in D.C. for fishing in the documents case when it was moved to Florida and he squashed it. In September of 21, Mr. Bratt reportedly met with an advisor to the White House chief of staff. Two months later, in November of 21, Mr. Bratt again went to the White House to meet with administration officials. During the same period, President Trump's lawyers were negotiating with the National Archives about the presidential records from his tenure in office. According to reporting, Mr. Bratt's 2021 White House meetings related to national security but subsequently, on March 31st, 2023, just nine weeks prior to Mr. Smith's indictment of President Trump, Mr. Bratt met with the White House Counsel's Office Deputy Chief of Staff, Caroline Saba, and FBI Special Agent Daniel Ray 
for a case-related interview, the Republicans said. The Judiciary Committee is asking for the following information. By September 12th, next month, this month, coming up in a couple days, all documents and communications referring or relating to any appointment, meeting, or other visit by Mr. Bratt to the House, the White House, or the Executive Office of the President, and all documents and communications between the Executive Office of the President and the Department of Justice referring or relating to the investigation and or prosecution of Special Counsel Jack Smith. So again, this is all a scam. They had this all planned. They started to concoct it back in September of 2021 and figure out with the National Archives and everything else. And how do we get this guy jammed up and disqualified to run for president under the 14th Amendment? Probably tomorrow I'm going to talk a little bit more about the debate that's going on with the 14th Amendment and what you guys think. I'm going to read into it a little bit more. But there were some other things I wanted to cover this morning. I'm not going to get to it. Last night we covered the kid in Colorado, the 12-year-old in Colorado Springs, who was sent home because he had the Gatson flag on his camouflage briefcase. Big conservative. They said it had to do with slavery. The update on that is the school board voted to allow him to keep the Gatson flag, which is bullshit. It had to come to that. But it did, and they and he won, and he can wear the Gatson flag. He had to take the patches off with the guns on it, which I get school. You don't want the guns promoted in school it is what it is but for the first amendment did win in the case where they voted they shouldn't have had to a vote shouldn't have even gone to that that he can wear the gatson flag on his backpack uh we we i didn't mention that update last night because it came actually out during the show so yes please smash smash the like button on this video like an antifa member getting in your face just boom smash the thumbs up button Real 23 got kicked off Twitter. We have no problem registering black Trump supporters and donations for our problem. These Democrats won't hear our voice and Republicans won't unite. You're right. Republicans are having trouble uniting and it's bad. It's really bad. Um, They're just going to keep taking shots at uh, Donald Trump. But uh, yeah. If you have a cause and you want to send a link, like I said, you want to throw it in the chat. You want to, uh, you can also email me. My email is thegreatdivide1776 at gmail.com. Thegreatdivide1776 at gmail.com. You can email me whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just don't send me dick pics and we'll be all right. All right, everybody. We're coming up on nine o'clock. And I know everybody's got things to do. And you're also gracious to join me every morning. And I love when we get new people. Uh, in the chat, it's great, and I'm hoping Rumble wasn't giving you issues this morning. Last night when we tried to go live, it actually stopped our stream. We had to restart, and uh, the Rumble, uh, apparently a lot of Rumble channels across Rumble were freezing last night. Um, hopefully Rumble's uh, updating servers like I heard that they were doing and, and things like that. But Because Rumble's where it's at. Follow on Rumble. I am live on Getter on CloudHub and a few other places, but Rumble's where it's at. Rumble's pretty much the only chat I acknowledge. So if you're one of the cool kids and you want to be acknowledged in the chat, you'll get on Rumble. And uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, I'll, I think I'll talk more about the kid in Colorado tomorrow. There's a couple other things. And again, I will update with that uh, video link in the description right after I end the stream. Uh, Rumble is the shit. And I didn't like Rumble at first, and I knew I wasn't allowed on YouTube when I got kicked off three times, but Rumble has come a long way. They changed um, they, they changed all of their interface and things, and, and, and it's better. Uh, I know that, yeah, they've been having issues. Some of the uploads are really poor quality. and uh, But listen, the file is 1080, but sadly only 480 uploads. They're working on it. Yeah, I notice it comes in a little bit better when you go live. I don't know why. Oh, look at this. We just hit 2,000 followers on the Rumble channel. I see it. Hopefully, that's another thing too, everybody. I also heard that sometimes people are getting unfollowed automatically. So if you're a regular follower, you should just look to make sure that the follow button is hit. And then, of course, hit the thumbs up. Some people have told me because I did notice there was a dip in followers and they're like, oh, yeah, I got unfollowed and they followed again. But we have just hit... 2,000 followers on the Rumble channel. Let's get it to 3,000. Let's get it to 10,000. We're not going to stop. The show goes on no matter what. With that being said, I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., bright and early. We'll have some fun, like always. 
And as always, the MAGA hat stays on. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you later.